coming up next on Chamber Amplified. But then in the meanwhile, they might, or in the meantime, they might get offered something else, better pay, better, um, you know, distance to where they live is a big factor because a lot of the issues um, with people getting to work that we've seen um, is transportation issues, whether or no they don't have a car, car issues, or they don't have gas. Um, that's how bad it's gotten. Um, so that's, you know, basically the main, you know, one of the main reasons why this happened. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we examine issues impacting the local business community from employee recruitment and retention to marketing and IT issues, really anything that impacts your business, we're talking about right here on Chamber Amplified. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. Each week, we're also talking to a long-tenured member of the Chamber of Commerce to learn more about how they got started, some of the twists and turns along the way, and the lessons that they learned. So we took some time off last week on the employee recruitment and retention front, but we're back at it this week with this edition of the podcast. I'll be joined by Becky Strom of Spherion to talk about first day no-shows. You know what I'm talking about. You go through the whole hiring process with someone. They're going to start. You're going to get a little relief because you're getting that employee that you really needed. And then you just don't show up. No call, nothing. They're just not there. What happens? What's causing that? Well, Becky's going to tell us a little bit about how Spherion works to prevent that and how you can use a lot of those same techniques at your business. Now, to be clear, we're not saying it's your fault that you're getting ghosted, but there are some things you can do to help prevent it in the first place, which is going to help your overall operations. We're also joined this week by Mike O'Connor from the Benton Ridge Telephone Company, who you might know better as Watch Communication. As you can imagine, that's an industry that's changed a little bit over the decades, and as we'll learn over the century and beyond. Uh, so we'll learn a little bit more about how the company has gone from operators with patch cables to the broadband-connected world of today, as well as about their efforts to expand internet access to rural areas. That's very important right now. Thanks again for tuning in. Again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review the show. That really helps spread the word. Let's get into it. We're joined by Becky Strom of Spherion Staffing Services. Becky, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I was reading this article on msnbc.com uh, several weeks back uh, when you and I first talked about it, uh, and it really it pertains to the employee recruitment and retention issue of people not even showing up for their first day of work. And I thought, you know what? We need to get a staffing expert on here. So Becky, <laughs> we appreciate you uh, joining us to talk about this issue and what we might be able to do about it. Absolutely. So I think first and foremost, I, I don't want to really put the onus on this on the business because it is on the person who, who accepts a job to say, hey, I accepted another thing. But as with everything, we can always internalize some things and, and maybe take stock of where we're maybe missing things. So I thought that's where we would go with this. So what are employers to do if they're facing this? Um, well, to start at the beginning, um, when people come in and apply for positions, they're usually applying for several positions, maybe you know, not with just other staffing agencies, but absolutely with other staffing agencies. Mm -hmm. So um, they're, they're looking for the best fit for them financially and demographically. And they might come to one staffing agency and um, apply for a job. 
but then in the meanwhile, they might, or in the meantime, they might get offered something else, better pay, better, um, you know, distance to where they live. Right. Is a big factor because a lot of the issues um, with people getting to work that we've seen um, is transportation issues, whether or no they don't have a car, car issues, or they don't have gas. Um, that's how bad it's gotten. Um, so that's, you know, basically the main, you know, one of the main reasons why this happens. So that's a factor definitely for businesses to look for. And if they're kind of looking at, uh, if they want to get into the logistics of it, that definitely says things. One of the things that uh, it does seem like communication is key, especially transparency and how long the hiring process can possibly take. And I think that could be a big factor. Right. Um, Typically, when they first come in and do their onboarding, they get all their paperwork done. We do their drug screen here in the office. So that's like two minutes. Um, The lengthy part of our onboarding is probably waiting for the background check. Mm -hmm. Um, It can take anywhere from two to four to five days or longer, depending if you've always been a resident of Ohio or if you've lived in different areas of Ohio, depending on if you have any felonies on your background, that can prolong it. But we do, you know, we keep in contact with the people to let them know, hey, you know, we haven't forgotten about you. We're just waiting for that to come back. Um, But in the meantime, they could go somewhere else and get something quicker. So real good advice to keep in touch with, I mean, whether you're a recruiting firm or whether you're just hiring directly. Always keep in touch. And just having known some people who have gone through some interview processes recently at all different levels of employment, yeah, every company handles it differently. And I would say not all of those them handle it in the most transparent way. Now, you can't do 100% transparency for sure, but no. giving people a reasonable expectation of when you're going to hear back uh, right. and that type of thing probably is going to go a long way into keeping that person in the pipeline and showing up on day one. Right, right. That's a big thing. you know, And that was one of our when we do go through the orientation, that's one of the big things that we always say, communicate with us, communicate, communicate, because, you know, whether, you know, anything that you need to talk to us about, it's not, nothing's a, you know, minute thing, everything is important. So, you know, we do have people calling, you know, every day until their background comes back, but that, and that's fine with us. Um, But yeah, the communication, being honest with them to let them know, you know, you know, we think we have somewhere to put you or, hey, we don't have somewhere to put you just because of what our background policy is and what their background might be. Well, speaking of the background check, that uh, just off the top of my head, I can see where some people might self-select or deselect themselves in this case if they think something is going to come back whether it be a drug test or something in their background, uh, should companies be pretty upfront with like, hey, here are the things we're screening for. Yes. And, and and so they know that upfront. Yes, we do. We have a 12 panel drug screen that tests for almost everything. And, um, you know, if, if it comes up negative or if it comes up positive, then we give them the options, options of what they are able to do. Um, because we don't, um, we don't hire, you know, for anything, even if it's marijuana that comes up, a lot of people have their card, their medical cards. And we do, we do not recognize that um, here at Spirion. So, um, but we do, we're very open about that. Um, it's, they have the chance to come back in 45 days and retest and see, you know, 
what what happens then? So companies definitely should let if if they're doing that type of testing, they should definitely let people. This is what we're testing for. Yes, and this will this can disqualify you that way. Yes. People don't get nervous during the process, and then yeah. oh hey, I got hired. I'm just waiting on that to go. Well, yeah. that's probably not going to pass. Maybe I should look uh, elsewhere. Well, yes, and our drug screens are um, right here in the office, so they know within like 30 seconds whether or not they passed. That you know that's not something they have to wait on. So with all that communication process and, and being upfront, being transparent, what have you seen at Spherion in terms of first day no-shows? Have you seen a, a higher rate of people um, showing up for that first day? It it was, I'd say in the last, um, it's gotten better probably in the last four to six months. Hmm. Um, we're seeing a lot of people that, and I don't know if it's the economy right now, but we're seeing a lot more people coming in, needing to work, um, of, course, of course, in the COVID era, it was, you know, people weren't working as much, but now we're getting really busy. Um, the percentage is up as far as people showing up on the first day. Um, but we still do have those that, <clears throat> excuse me, show up and might work for a week. And then just kind of, we're like, where'd this person go? We don't, we didn't know they left. Right. That's where, you know, they're going to run into problems with coming back to Spherion because that's considered job abandonment. So, and he actually led right where I wanted to go. Getting them there that first day, that's that's step one. Yep. Step two is getting people to continue to come back. What are some things that businesses should be doing to make sure that, you know, not only do they show up day one, but can people continue to show up? I would imagine it's a lot of rehashing a little bit of what we've talked about already, constant communication yes. and, and talking about what expectations are. Yes. We remind them of our attendance policy. Um, we're pretty cut and dry with our attendance policies, um, uh, businesses, and of course the um, the pay the pay rates very right. competitive right now. Um, our a lot of our clients have upped their pay rate, so that has helped a lot. Um, so, and, but yes, just letting the um, our employees know what we expect of them, and you know they get so many they can miss so many days in a ninety day period. If they miss more, then we have to end their assignment. They're not necessarily terminated with Spherion. We can put them in another position, but if it's continuous, then we don't have any other choice than to just end their assignment, terminate them for possibly a year, and then bring them back if they choose. One of these the stats I saw in this MSNBC article was that 13% of people who uh, took the survey and said, that, yeah, we've ghosted uh, not showed up for that first day, 13% said they actually had trouble getting back in touch with a recruiter. So I have to imagine as part of that communication, you've got to make sure that you're getting that contact information right. out there if you're a business. Right. And we always, uh, my um, customer service representative that works in here with me, she has her car, business card with her number and I have mine with uh, my number. We have um, two or three numbers that they can get a hold of us. We're always accessible um, if they, you know, call if we're not there, then we they'll leave a message and we'll get back with them um, because we can't um, express how important communication is and then not be there for them. So we're always, you know, available in one way or the other. Um, and so it is in and we do appreciate it when they do let us know, hey, you know, it's, this job just isn't for us because every job isn't for that person. Right. Right. When they're placed there. 
Would you say that a lot of the techniques that you use at Spherion uh, as a recruiting uh, or as, you know, staffing services, are those are, I would imagine most businesses can use a lot of those techniques if they're oh, hiring, yes. whether they're using Spherion mm-hmm. or hiring firm or they're doing it themselves. It seems like it's, it's almost a one-to-one type of translation between the two. Right, right. There it is. Um, it's, it, it is. And I mean, there's so many staffing agencies out here. So, you know, especially even in Finley. So, you know, we do our best to, um, to want to be the best. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we, we, we have a reputation that we want to upkeep and we want, we want to be like transparent and honest and upfront with all of our employees. Um, we are a second chance, um, uh, staffing agency. A lot of our clients are second chance um, companies that if you have had not the best background, you know, we're going to give you another chance because we believe in that. Um, well, you and I talked about that uh, a few yeah. weeks ago, where especially in an employment crunch like this, taking a look at that second chance, and that's not saying like, hey, I'm going to have a violent offender no, in here. That's no. saying that someone might have done something stupid when they were in their early 20s. Right, Let's right. give them a chance. They could end up being a very, very good employee. For yes, you. yes. Yeah, we do have um, like our um, our guidelines that we have to go by for different mm-hmm. um, offenses, like you said. Um, but um, typically, you know, we, we can place almost anyone in a position um but just you know in regards to their background we do have to put that in consideration as well very good becky if people want to learn more about spherion or maybe even uh, just talk with you about some of their, how you go about recruiting so maybe they can get some tips and ideas or maybe just work with you directly to do the the hiring what's the best way to get in touch with you well, you can call our office here. We are located at 1730 East Melrose Avenue. Um, our office phone number is 567-208-5471. We are here Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and they can call us um, and we can get them going if, you know, get them in, do a brief interview, see what job fits them, where they would fit the best and see about getting them going. Very good. Becky, thanks for joining us today. This is really helpful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A big thanks to Becky for joining us to talk a little bit about how you can better retain those first day employees, which I know it seems crazy. We're talking about just getting people to show up for work, but it's been a problem. We want you to eliminate that problem. And hopefully some of the things that Becky talked about can help you out in that regard. Real quick, we talked a little bit about this last week, but want to mention it again. We launched a new member benefit uh, a few weeks ago, and the idea is, yes, you can use it as a worker retention tool. So it's a prescription medication discount card, and it's available for free for you and your employees. All you have to do is go and download the card from the Chamber website. It's a printout. It's not an app, so it's just right there. It's endorsed by the Chamber. You know you're good to go there. The best way to use the card, actually, is use our website. And again, I'll link to that part of the website in the show notes for this week. But you search for what prescription you need and the zip code that you're going to be. So 45840 if you're in Finlay, right? And then it will show you which pharmacy has that prescription medication for the lowest price. And then you have your doctor calling the prescription there. When you get there, you show them the card and you're all set. I actually saved about $60 on a prescription for my son this way. And uh, that was pretty handy. So I would suggest doing that. Again, available to all area businesses and their employees 
give it to your employees as a, a show of appreciation for the work that they've been putting in. It's a way to help save them money. They see you helping them save, and it, it doesn't go unnoticed. We'll tell you that much. So, it's again, it's absolutely free, and if you have any questions, you can just reach out to me. Let's get back into the show. And joined now on Chamber Amplified by Mike O'Connor of the Benton Ridge Telephone Company. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Of course, as we record this uh, about a week or so ahead of time before this airs, you're just getting back from vacation. So we'll take it easy on you today. I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it free and clear pretty easy for you. Um, right. So Benton Ridge Telephone Company, a 31-year member of the Finlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, let's talk just a little bit about the history of the company and get people familiar with it who may not uh, be familiar with what you do. Yep. No, very good. Um Benridge Telephone uh, Company, Doug, is actually celebrating its 120th year in business. Holy cow. And it was, it was 30 years ago um, that Watch Communications was formed to provide internet and television service, primarily in the Northwest Ohio area. Um, but, you know, that has expanded uh, quite a bit and so forth. And I, as the general manager for Ohio, um, you know, know the, the ins and outs of, of the activities in Ohio and so forth. Um, but it, it's, um, uh, it's something that I've actually recently learned. I've only been with the company for just under two years. Right. Uh, I came on board um, with an acquisition uh, by Watch Communications. And um, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm the general manager for Ohio. That's incredible. The company's been around since the days of the patch cord and the tele and, uh, and the operator punching those in all the way up to the digital age now. Uh, that's an impressive span. And not I, I don't think a lot of people realize just how hard that is to do, especially in an era of corporate buyouts and mergers and acquisitions. You don't get too many locally owned and operated like this. Uh, and I agree with that. And it's it just um, it's one of the things that watch communications in and of itself uh, has kept to its uh, focus of rural communications, uh, rural internet, television, telephone service, and so forth. And, uh, you know, serving that market that, um, uh, especially with internet service, is, um, has been underserved uh, compared to the urban areas. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you go from the dawn of the internet age to now, and you know, at one point, maybe it was a luxury to have it in the rural area. Now it's a necessity, especially in 2022, when we have work from home opportunities and everything else that's available, you have to have that internet connection. So we need companies really focused on that. Right. And, and for those of us that live in a, a city environment, if you will, not necessarily an urban environment, mm -hmm. High-speed internet has actually been available for several years now. That is not necessarily the case in rural Ohio. Uh, you know, Hancock, Putnam, Allen County, etc. Once you get into the rural areas, uh, it's, it's a little more difficult, um, and it just it's um, uh, has has not caught up with with the city. So we're glad to do it. Um, we're constantly upgrading our equipment, newer technologies and so forth. And that's our focus is to bring, you know, you, you hear the term, the digital divide. Uh, and we're trying right. to close that gap between rural America and, and urban America. 
Do you find, do some people still look at the internet as a luxury item as opposed to a necessity? Uh, good question. I, I can tell you, I, I noticed several years ago that um, when people would go to look at houses to purchase a house, one of the things that started to pop up was what internet service is actually available there. Oh, yeah. And and, and that has continued to, to grow. And, and as you mentioned, over the last couple of years, especially people working from home, kids at, at home for school and so forth, um, having internet connectivity and so forth has gone from a luxury. It's actually it started out. What is it? Why do I need it? <laughs> to okay, it'd be nice to have. To it, it is a, a a an essential thing to communicate. Um, you know, to do business or to do schoolwork and so forth. So uh, it certainly has changed over the last thirty years. Now, the past couple of years would have been quite even more difficult without it. So uh, it would have been very, very challenging. Glad that you're out there expanding the access to uh, to get everybody involved in this. What are some things about the industry that might surprise people that they don't they don't know? Where where are we headed with all the technology we see today? Well, as as I mentioned, Watch Communications has, has been um, providing wireless Internet and television service for 30 years. Well, in that 30-year time frame, quite a bit has changed. Um, and, and not to talk technical, but, you know, the speeds that were available 30 years ago, mm-hmm. even 10 or 15 years ago, um, really has not, in the rural area, had not kept up with what people um, really needed to stream video, to do what we're doing right now. Right. Um, but newer equipment, um, newer, better, faster type thing um, is is something that has uh, come about and in conjunction with some of the federal funding, state funding that has come along, we're trying to utilize that to the best of our capability to, again, bring additional speed, capacity, and reliability to the rural areas. Does the uh, does the old adage still hold true? I have no idea. I used to be better at this stuff than I am now, but the, the, the adage used to be like the, the speed of processing power used to double every year or every other year, whatever it was. I know there used to be a formula for it. Does that still hold true now or are we? There, that, that, there's a good analogy that just like you said, you had the, the PC computer world that would double every six months, 12 months and so forth. Uh, internet speed, and I would actually say the requirement or the necessity for internet speed is certainly growing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's doubling every six months and so forth, but if you think about it, um, there's a lot of people that their television service, all they do is stream it. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a Hulu or a, a YouTube type videos, um, those needs, this meeting that we're on. Uh, again, we talked about kids with school and, and, and parents for work and so forth. Those video conferences, those video needs and so forth really push the limit of, of um, the Internet from you know, five years ago, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, but again, the, the technology is, is coming about. The newer equipment is better, smarter, faster, as I mentioned, and, and it's allowing us to expand what People in the city are normal services. Uh, we're now able to push that out into the rural areas. 
That's great to hear. I know I just thinking about what you're talking about, thinking out loud back in 2020, when a lot of us were working from home and needing that bandwidth. I think my, my wife and I, we had the bandwidth at home, but we had to make sure we were on different signals on our Wi-Fi router. Otherwise it got a little dicey, but at least the yep. bandwidth was there. So I'm glad to see that continues to increase. Uh, one last question, a couple last questions for you. What are some of the biggest challenges that face the industry right now? Well, in, in, the wireless environment, which is how we provide our services, um, the, the, the type of, of uh, wireless that we use can be impacted by trees, um, uh, buildings, and so forth. Our, our services are what are referred to as line of sight for mm -hmm. the most part. And if you can't see the tower and we can't see your house, um, it makes it difficult to get services to you. So again, the answer to that is more towers here or there so that we can get the services to as many customers as possible. Very good. Then yep. uh, we get to the part that I've just started referring to as the self-serving part of every interview that I do. Uh, but we do love to, to just pick our, our members' brains and, and learn a little bit more about why it's important for them to be a chamber member. And I'm curious for Watch Communication and Benton Ridge Telephone Company, why it's important to be a part of the community through the chamber. Well, you just said it right there. It's, it's important to us to be part of the community. Um, number one, it helps us um, in the communications with our customers, uh, makes them aware of what we do, what we can do. Um, but it's also, you know, giving back to the community. Our, our employees live in the communities uh, in Hancock County uh, and so forth. We've got um, quite a few people that, that are based out of there. Uh, as well as other parts of Ohio. And, and we think it's very important just to be part of that community. And it's a two-way street. We learn from our customers as far as what their needs are, what their wants are, and so forth. And, you know, we then try to do our best to provide those services and, and give them a, a service that, that uh, is something that they can rely on and, and go about their daily lives and, and, and be productive as possible. I well, we appreciate that. Now I'll let you be self-serving. If people want to learn more about Benton Ridge Telephone Company or Watch Communications, what's the best way to do that? Sure. Um, the best uh, best way, again, if you've got internet, go to watchcom.net uh, um, and you can uh, you know, look up all of our information there as well. Um, and I'm, I don't know the toll-free <laughs> number on top of it, so hopefully you can edit that this part out here. But hey, we've been um, we've been talking about using the internet anyway, so people just use the internet to get there. <laughs> yeah, no, very good. And, and again, that we uh, internet services, telephone service, TV service, as well as security services uh, are now available, and um, uh, you can again look at the website, find additional information once you get there. There's also the, the number that you can call and talk to a live person, which, by the way, they're all based right here in Ohio um, or in the Midwest, at least. And um, uh, we'll be there to help you out. Very cool. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for your continued chamber membership. Yep. Very good. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks to Mike O'Connor and Becky Strom for joining us. 
And of course, a big thanks to you for listening to Chamber Amplified. We hope you learned a little something about the local business community and hopefully a little something to help you run your business a little bit better. If you have any ideas for a topic that we should cover, just send me an email. That's djenkins at findlayhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on a website like the Chamber of Commerce website, which we have right there for you, you can also just have this downloaded to your phone. Pick a podcast player, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, maybe it's something I've never even heard of. The, the podcast is listed there. Just search for Chamber Amplified. You'll have it delivered to your phone each and every Friday. So make sure you do that. Again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce.